Welcome back to another episode of In Enemy Territory. We got a great one for you today. Today on the calendar is March 31st, and we're going to be talking a lot of hockey. Let's go back to 1923, the original Ottawa Senators. Not the same franchise as today's Ottawa Senators, um, who have never won a Stanley Cup. The original Ottawa Senators win the Stanley Cup. Um before they moved away from Ottawa, and we're not going to go down a whole history of the original Ottawa Senators, but I'll just say um, that team won 11 cups early, uh, all before like 1930-something. Um, they're, they're not the same team as the modern-day Senators who have never won a cup. They made it once in 07, the lost to the Ducks. Um but a fun fact about that Ottawa Senators team, um, for some reason, and I, I looked very, very hard online, couldn't find the reason why. Spent a couple hours researching. Okay, it was probably like twenty minutes, but um, they didn't get their names engraved on the cup in nineteen twenty-three. It wasn't until nineteen forty-eight. Why twenty-five years later did it get engraved, and why wasn't it engraved right then? I don't know. Couldn't figure it out. Uh, maybe if anybody um, listening to the show knows the reason, comment on Facebook or on Instagram, or if you know me personally, which you probably do because I have three listeners, um, send me a text because I would love to know why this happened. It's the only time this ever happened. Fast forward to 1973, March 31st. Bobby Orr eclipses 100 points becoming the first NHLer to do so for four consecutive campaigns ever. He would end up going six straight, um, and he is one of only 15 ever to, to, to get four consecutive 100-point seasons and one of only seven to have six consecutive 100-point seasons. The legend, the greatest defenseman of all time, Bobby Orr, one of the greatest hockey players in history. Many actually say that if you were to watch Bobby Orr play and you were to watch Wayne Gretzky play live, you can consider Bobby Orr the greatest player to ever play. Whatever. I was never around to watch either of them play live as I was born in 92 and didn't really watch hockey till well after Wayne retired. So I will not be able to put that controversy to the test, but... So did Bobby Orr on this day in 1973. 11 years later, in 1984, Mike Bossy scores his 50th goal of the season to record his seventh straight 50-goal campaign. First time anyone did that in history. Mike Bossy was another one of those seven to have six straight 100-point campaigns. So Bobby Orr scores his 100th point on this day for the fourth time in a row. Mike Bossy, 11 years later, scores his 50th goal. He also was a member of seven players who have ever had six straight 100-point seasons, which really not easy to do. If you look at players like Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin, um, the modern-day you know, guys who rack up the points year to year, uh, these guys are about to enter their 16th season, Crosby and Ovechkin, Neither of them even has six career 100-point. They don't have six 100-point seasons to their name, let alone six in a row. So to really put it in perspective, obviously the guys from the 70s, 80s, 90s were scoring at a higher rate. 
with more frequency, but still unreal accomplishments by Bobby Orr and Mike Bossy. Paul Coffey, the same day as Mike Bossy in 1984, he uh, became just the second defenseman in NHL history to score 40 goals in a season. He scored his 39th and his 40th um, in the same game. And he and Bobby Orr remained the only two defensemen to score 40 goals in a single season. Paul Coffey, another legend, adding history to the day. Fast forward to 1988, Dennis Potvin of the New York Islanders, who we briefly mentioned last episode, um, has he gets honored by the Islanders for passing 1,000 points and 1,000 career games. The... Um, the honoring of it, it didn't happen. It happened a couple nights earlier, but they they honored him when he they had a home game. They honored Dennis Potvin that night, another all-time name. Not quite the same status of Paul Coffey, Mike Bossy, and Bobby Orr level, but, but Dennis Potvin definitely um, a big-time name of the 80s, the, the, the dynastic New York Islanders. He was a big part of that, and I'm sure the – the um, festivities that night were very exciting in New York. Let's fast forward another two years, March 31st, 1990. 20-year-old kid of the Quebec Nordiques centerman, Joe Sackick, scored a goal, um, becoming the youngest player in NHL history to score 100 points in a season, again with 100 points. This day is a lot of... Um, 100-point connotations to it. Joe Sackick at the time breaks NHL record for the youngest player to put up 100 points in a season. And let's put Joe Sackick on hold. We're going to talk more about him at the end of the episode. But Joe Sackick, legendary player, Hall of Famer, um, from from an early, early age throughout his career, um, he produced... 1990-91 season, um, one year later to the day, Brett Hull scores his 86th career, 86th goal of the season, excuse me. That was the third highest tally in a season in history. Wayne Gretzky has most and the second most. Um, Brett Hull had four straight 100-point years. He's a member of the 15 players who have done 100 points four years in a row. This was the second year of those four where Brett Hull in 89-90, 90-91, and then the next two years he would put up 100-point seasons. Now, I know this isn't hockey, but I recently just binge-watched The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary on Netflix, which if you haven't seen it, go watch it because it is unreal. Even as a I don't even know if I could call myself a casual basketball fan, but even as a, a a casual basketball fan who doesn't really follow, and I kind of just, you know, keep an eye on LeBron. I, I love LeBron James. I kind of keep an eye on what's happening in the league. Is LeBron going to win this year? Blah, blah, blah. Now that I live in Philly, I kind of, I don't mind the Sixers. They're cool. Joel Embiid is a really cool player. But obviously I'm not a big time basketball guy, but, this documentary was it was just I, I soaked up every ounce of it. It was it was on it was amazing and it really showcased a pivotal time in, 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 in sports history. 
So go watch it. Um, but in 1994, on March 31st, the Chicago White Sox assigned Michael Jordan to the Birmingham Barons of their of their Double A team, and that sparked Michael to to get at, out of baseball and back into basketball after about a year and a half hiatus. Um, when he didn't crack the major league team, Michael came back, and if you watch the Last Dance, you'll get a lot deeper of his story. And much more exciting than my two seconds on it, but um, a very cool, very cool story. Anyways, fast forward 10 more years, 2004, March 31st. Mark Messier says goodbye to the NHL. Uh, He scores a goal in his final game for the Rangers, a loss at Madison Square Gardens. This is... this comes 10 years after Messier delivered the Stanley Cup to the Rangers in 94, ending their 54-year drought. Little did he know, he started the next drought, as they haven't won in 26 years. Um, but he he ended their drought. He brought the Cup back to New York. They have the they have the least amount of Cups from the original six teams. I don't know exactly how many, but it's, it's not a lot at all. But Messier, much like he did with the Oilers, he he showed up in the playoffs, 94, brought home the cup. And and now in his last game in Madison Square Gardens, scored he scored a goal right there in the first period to end his career. It was his 1,887th point. Um, at the time, that was second all-time uh, in 2004 behind Wayne Gretzky. Oh, sorry. Um yeah, second all-time behind Wayne Gretzky. Since then, Yarmir Yager has passed him. Uh, he also had 694 goals of those 1887. Mark Messier, a legend. Um, on this day, he uh, his last dance, so to speak. He, he, put, he put one in the net, and that was it. The legend of Mark Messier came to an end. Um... We've got some very special hockey-related birthdays as well on the day of March 31st, and none other than probably the most prominent name in hockey history, Mr. Hockey, Gordie Howe, born in 1928 on March 31st. And talking about 100-point seasons, I was very surprised looking a little bit at Mr. Hockey's career statistical numbers. Um... He only ever had one 100-point season, and that was the season he turned 41 years old. Uh, very shocked, but also at the same time, looking at his numbers, he consistently put up large point totals, large amount of games played. He, he um, His first all-time, and um, throughout his legendary career, he was a six-time heart Trophy winner as the NHL's MVP, six-time Art Ross. He led the league in scoring six times and a four-time Stanley Cup champion. So happy birthday to Mr. Hockey. Rest in peace. Uh, 1971, on March 31st, Pavel Bure, um, who's in the same Hall of Fame class as Joe Sackick in 2012. Um, he had he had back-to-back 60-goal seasons in the early 90s with Vancouver. Uh, 100 points in both of those years. Um, and then later with the Panthers, he put up 
back-to-back years where he had 58 and 59 goals. He was also, I was just a tad too young to really watch Pavel Bure dominate in the NHL, but he was a goal scorer of all time. He was just, um, I have seen clips of him on YouTube and highlights and just, wow, the guy knew how to finish. His assist totals were were, were on the lower side for, for a guy with of, of that caliber, with that finesse, but... Pavel Bure was a Hall of Famer, as I said, and very exciting player. Last birthday of the day, we have a goaltender. 1965, Tom Barrasso is born. And in the theme of today, talking about points, Tom Barrasso, most points ever by a goaltender. 48 points, one more than Martin Brodeur, 47. However, Marty Brodeur... One ups him. He uh, he has the most goals ever by a goalie with three. Now, let's take a little bit deeper of a look at Joe Sackick because he was an incredible, incredible hockey player. Um, he was kind of all of the players we we just mentioned today, other than the earlier, the older folk. But Sackick kind of played his early parts of his career in like the late stages of the Gretzky, Messier, um, Pavel Bure era of hockey and Sackick played all the way until I believe 07 and caught the new wave, the new generation. And still, you know, didn't matter who was in the league, who he was up against. Joe Sackick was the guy. Uh, he had six, hundred point seasons, not in a row. Um, but he was a Conn Smythe winner with the, with the avalanche um, a one-time league MVP of the heart, and he was uh, the two-time champion. Like, like I said, one of them was the Conn Smythe with the Avalanche. Um, he never got an Art Ross. He never led the league in goals and got the Rocky Richard, but that doesn't surprise me because he played against guys like Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Yarmir Yager, Mark Messier, all of those guys, even, you know, Sackick, 20 years old, he put up that 100-point season in 1990. Guys were scoring 200 points those years. It was it was nuts. You know, Brett Hall, 86 goals. So Sackick never had any crazy number like that, but he was super consistent, always producing almost um, most of the time, at least around one point per game, if not over it. Some years he, he, he blasted that with almost one and a half points per game. Uh, longtime captain of the Avalanche, but like I said, early in his career, he played against all of those, all of those greats, and then and then they all retired, and then when he was the older guy in the league, he was playing against guys like Jerome McGinley, Martin St. Louis, Crosby, Ovechkin, and those guys were all bringing home the hardware, MVP, Rocket Richard, Art Ross, all of those things. So Sakic himself never won any of those individual awards, except for he won an MVP. Um, without leading the league in the points or the goals, but just he was he was such a great player. Like, you know, oftentimes they just look at the numbers. Leon Dreisaitl killed everyone last year. MVP. Is he literally the most valuable player to any team? He's not even the most valuable player to his own team. He's on the same team with Connor McDavid. He put up an insane year. You got to give him credit. Joe Sackick was the most valuable player to his team, and maybe to any team. And one year, he did win the MVP. It was very fitting. Um, He's known as one of the greatest to play the game. Great finisher, great passer, a great two-way player. Um, And as my good friend Tani, 
shout outs to Tani and Israel. He uh, pointed out uh, Joe Sakic was just a sick player in all of the EA Sports NHL games. You know, that was that was your first pick. When you were putting a team together, you want to build a team around Joe Sakic. If you, you know, if you uh, remember those games from the 90s, it was all about Joe Sakic as well as, you know, obviously Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux and Yager, but Sakic was Sakic was the guy. Um, speaking of Tani, I do need to set the record straight. Last season, I mistakenly said the Mets, I was talking about Bill, the Bill Buckner error um, but on the Red Sox, and the Mets went on to win the, the World Series and get their only World Series. I was wrong. 1986 was the Mets' second World Series title. They actually won in 1969. I stand corrected. I have been corrected off the record, but I wanted to, the record to show that in enemy territory recognizes both Mets World Series championships. You're welcome, Tani. And sorry to all of you, New, all of you New Yorkers. Um, definitely didn't mean to take away from the Mets two World Series to their name. And you're welcome. Um, Sakic having broken the record for the youngest player to score 100 points in a season. Obviously, I need to mention that record has been broken by none other than Sidney Crosby. Um, Sakic broke the record at 20 years in about eight or nine months. Crosby, at the age of 18 years, 253 days, put up his first 100-point campaign. McDavid, a couple years ago, did it about five months younger than Sakic did, but he was also about 20 years, four, four, three, four months. Crosby's still the youngest player to have 100 points in a season. And obviously, it's hard to get through an episode of of in enemy territory without bringing up my boy Sid Crosby. So there you go, Sid. I fit you in somehow. And wow, what a day for hockey. So many goals scored, milestones reached, kind of making me hungry. I'm going to end it here and we'll pick back up next week with some baseball talk. Thank you for listening as always. And if you want to follow the show, I've got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash IET podcast as well. I'm on Instagram at IET podcast. To you faithful six people who listen to me week in and week out, appreciate you. And um, I hope you're enjoying this season as much as I am. It's been really fun to record and research all of this sports stuff. And by the time this comes out, hopefully we will be in the middle of a very exciting NHL season. And we'll see you next week.